0: Hello and welcome to One Hundred Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. Marcus Pearce here with you for the four hundred and fifty-fourth time, and today I am so privileged to bring onto this, onto the platform, onto the podcast, one of the most house proud, one of the most clear, one of the most decluttered, uncluttered, organised. <laughs> Human beings you will ever meet in your life is Dr. Damien Christoph. Hello,
1: Dr. Christoph. Hello, Piercy. I'm coming from, uh, to our, you from our study where I think in view, in shot, you can't see the unpacked boxes. I actually announced to my practice the other day that we had unpacked all of our boxes, but... I haven't been in the study for a few days and there's four or five boxes just over there that aren't unpacked. Now, it's highly likely that in those boxes will be things that I've kept and brought to many houses along the way. Because as I was saying today at lunchtime with Allah and Trudy at our weekly team meeting, our weekly staff meeting that Allah and Trudy and I have – I was saying I struggle to get rid of things. Like I'm a hoarder. I hang on to things, and I think I get it from my mum's side of the family because my mum can't chuck stuff out either.
0: (laughs) Um,
1: And and Amber's a chucker. She will chuck stuff out, and and I won't even know that it's gone. But there's a few things that I uh, I reminisced over about the things that I've kept. You know, so the other day I was opening things up. Will was say hello. I'll just say hello. Uh, I was opening a few things up, and I found a CD. Of um of one of my schoolmates who I, I went to school with who became very very famous as a as a music artist Andrew de Silva, and he was in a a group a boy band called CDB. Oh yes, um, yes right. And mm. I found that CD and I went and I was going to see Andrew de Silva live that night. Uh, he was going he was playing the Purple Revolution. Um, and was and was singing in St Kilda and, and does this live gig impersonating Prince. And in my humble opinion, I reckon he's better than Prince. Don't let that out of the bag. Keep that a secret. But I think he's unbelievable. And, and so whenever I get a chance to go and see Andy, um, I do, I go and see him. Anyway, I pulled out this CD and there it was. There's young Andy on this CD. Then, anyway, and then I opened up a few more boxes and I found, I kid you not, around about 300 more CDs. Now, I am unlikely ever to, to transfer that music using my computer onto a NAS drive or onto my hard drive or put it up onto Apple Music or wherever I'm going to have it. You know, like I just, I'm not going to do it. I've got all these CDs. I can't chuck them out. Now, I'm going to qualify this like straight off the bat because I'm not having this conversation because I listened to Before the Dip. Now, the other day on Before the Dip, Ravi reckons that I we steal his material. <laughs>
0: now I he know, found out. Oh my gosh!
1: <laughs> I know that Murray mentioned this the other day that he had all these CDs and blah blah blah. But we're going deeper. Like we're going deeper because we're going to relate this to aging, Maza and Ravi, and we're going to talk about how not being able to clear the clutter and not how you know not letting go of things how that actually impacts on your health and wellbeing. That's what we're going to be talking about today. So. Mazart Rives, this is this is you. This is uh, not a copycat episode. Let me tell you.
0: So, you talk about um, the inability for some of us to throw things out. I am with you, demo In our relationship, I am the hoarder. Sarah is the chucker. I reckon if you look at many relationships, there is one of each in in the relationship. But when we go to Icaria, yeah, uh, and we go to Joanna. And Yanni's house. It's probably yes. a one-bedder with a small yeah. living yeah. dining. Mm-hmm. And they've lived 170-odd yeah. years between them. And yeah. I don't think they've got a storage shed. I don't think storage sheds exist in Icardia. And you look around. They've got about
1: <laughs> the
0: eight picture frames, a big yeah. four-by-three... Uh, TV you know the old the old 1990s TV uh, a fridge a table some plastic chairs if the ge- you know if tourists come over if, our, if the guests come over like us but they don't have much stuff and it's it's one of those mind benders that I know you and I have spoken about coming home is like we get home and it's like we live in a world of so much stuff and i don't know um, I don't know. We, we need to find a centenarian hoarder. That's definitely on the menu. We do need to find, for our own peace of mind, we need to find a centenarian hoarder so, so we know that our behavior is um, <laughs> not shaving years off our life. <laughs> but, you know, the centenarians would say live simply or eat simply and, you know, live simply. I, I reckon they'd probably also be saying, like, um, you don't need to keep on to the stuff. But I do reckon... It's often because many of these people have lived through wars and they actually had things taken away from them or they had to leave or they actually realized because of those because of those challenges that material stuff was I don't want to say overrated but not as important as um we might like to think it is so it's a curly one I ain't changing though I don't I don't want to be a chucker I like. Hoarding to an extent. Yes. Don't make me throw exactly. it out, Damo.
1: <laughs> I love sentimentality. You know, yeah, yeah, I watch yeah, a yeah. sentimental movie and I have a tear in my eye. Yes. I'll read a card that Jackson gave me. I've got all my cards down here. Like I've got hundreds of them. Where are they all? Like it's a whole I've got a whole drawer of cards down here where I keep them all from Amber and from Jackson. They're all there. So I can open them up at any time and, and see. I never do, but I could if I wanted to, right? And and this is the thing. Hey, you go, all right, PC, you put your hand up.
0: Right? No, no, sorry. Did you cry at Jackson's 21st? Because I know you said you keep everything. Uh, <laughs> since we've recorded, you've had Jackson's 21st. I haven't spoken to you since then. Uh, you're sentimental. Did you shed a tear? Frickin' bored my eyes out. Yes!
1: Snoted <laughs> everywhere. Like I was, oh, like I was, so I did a great job with my, speech like I didn't cry in that in that I had to take a few deep breaths and went (laughs) you know that sort of thing you know (laughs) I did that um that sort of thing. And, and, uh, and so I managed to not cry then. But then Michelle put together this video um, of Michelle Jackson's mum put together this video. And, but before she put together the video, she did this beautiful tribute, like speaking to Amber and myself and thanking us for raising Jackson. So it's this beautiful moment, like where Jackson's parents all kind of came together and Jackson was celebrated. It was like four parents holding up Simba. Uh, no, not Simba. Who? What is the lion from the Lion King? That lion. Yes. I was Mustafa, and and I and but the, everybody else was holding up this little lion and saying, "Here he is." But it was great. So then this video comes up. Um, after we already had a little bit of a tear, and uh, and, it, and it was beautiful. Like just all these great videos of Jackson singing when he was little, Jackson growing up, crawling, his first crawling event. Like, there was all these little first moments. It was beautiful. Great. It was great. Anyway, so yes, the answer, long, short answer, yes, I did cry, and it was amazing. So um, it was it was great. Now, I was saying – that yep. I love the sentimentality of it, right? Now I was sharing at lunchtime, and you might be able to. I think the reason why I don't chuck stuff out is because of the sentimentality of it. Because I think about it, I've got a sticker collection, and I've got this sticker collection, and I know that I've got about three thousand ish stickers in this collection, right? And that's stick, it's collections of stickers from me going into the BP store in Ballarat when I got a Smurf in 1981 and um, I asked the guy servicing the car, do you have any stickers? And he gave me a Valvoline sticker or something, you know, like I've got those sorts of stickers. I've got all these stickers from the 70s, from the 80s, from the 90s, from 2000. I've got 40-something years worth of just stickers. I've got like a trailer manufacturing company called Carac. Like I've got like these – I've got stickers – from decades ago, I've got a stamp collection I've got coin collections I've got all this I've got all my CDs but there's one thing I was I was wrestling with my cousin Cameron and I was 14 or 15 years old and I had a green um long sleeve t-shirt on and this green long sleeve t-shirt I loved like I wore it everywhere and I'd saved up a, I don't I'm trying to think where I bought it from but I, I know I bought it at Waverley Gardens. And so I bought it at Waverly Guns. I came in. Maybe it was JJ's or something like that at the time. Um, and maybe it was just J's. Maybe it was JJ's. I don't know. Anyway, I bought this t shirt. And I was wrestling with my cousin Cam. And he tore the neck of it, like oh. there, by pulling me on it. And he tore it. Anyway, I cracked it. I went, you ripped my t shirt, blah, blah, blah. He goes, Don't worry about it, Damo. And he goes, um, He goes to. His drawers, and he pulls out a green t-shirt, a green Donald Duck t-shirt, and the green Donald Duck t-shirt is a green t-shirt with a Donald Duck on it, like authentic. It was given to him from his uncle, I think, who'd been to Disneyland, and and I've still got it, and I've still got this t-shirt, and it's in my it's in my t-shirt drawer, and I haven't worn it for at least ten years. Sometimes I bring it out on Christmas Day and wear it to Christmas, right? Because then Cameron can see that I'm wearing the same Donald Duck T-shirt from 20, from 30-something 30, from 30 years ago. I've still got this T-shirt. Uh, I just can't let go of it. So I don't know what it is, PC, and I think maybe I need some help. Um, but it's to do with sentimentality. It's a sentimentality thing. I can't get rid of stuff. Anyway.
0: Well, I feel like as much as I – I feel like this is healthy hoarding. You're not hoarding <laughs> things that <Yes>. are
1: <laughs>
0: useless. You're not hoarding newspapers and like, I had I, so so just to what? share this with you. I, I yeah. when when um you know, people know I love football, I used to cut out all the match reports and stick them in an A two Spirax book and I'd have the whole of the nineteen ninety eight season in match reports and Glued on. It was kind of like my artwork. Um, when I worked yeah. in, in leader newspapers, in local papers, all my match reports and profile pieces, Yeah, you know, I probably wrote 500 articles and I've still got them. And I kind of, I don't know if it's um, narcissistic or sentimental. I would like to think it's sentimental because I'm like, I couldn't yeah. find them again. But you go, that's 20 odd years ago, mate. Like, let it go. You have this battle of the logical mind going, you're never going to need them ever again. But then you've got the mortal, the mortal mind going, yeah, but it's really nice to be able to look back on and you can tell a story and you can remember the times and it, it's an anchor for, yeah. you know, you can tell your kids stories that they don't even care about, you know, and yeah. it's, um, I like, but you know, I'm biased. I'm with you. We're the hoarders in our relationships. Our respective wives would be like, just chuck the stickers out. Um, <laughs> so
1: so I'm going to read two comments here yeah. because, and then I'm going to tell you a little story. Wendy says it's Murphy's Law that as soon as you chuck something out, you need it. And that is always the case with me, Wendy. Like, I'll chuck something out and then a couple of weeks later, it's like, oh, Amber, do you know where that thing is? She goes, you chucked it out. I'm like, oh, what? Like, I held it for 50 years and then I've chucked it out. And then Trudy just said, I just threw out an old wire bin at Vita. I had to wait until DK wasn't looking to throw it out. Because, and I said to her today, I would have taken that bin home, but I look down here and I've already got a, I've got a wire bin. Like I wouldn't need another one, but I would have brought it home just in case. Right? So, just in case. Just in case. Now, when you were saying that you used to collect those newspaper clippings, I've got from the um, Dandy Nong Journal. I've got when I got a FIfa I've got. I've cut that out and I've put that. And, and I've got when i when i made forty eight not out um, i 've got that you know in juniors cricket under sixteens or under fourteens under twelves or whatever i 've got all of those things uh, from there i 've got all of my certificates from when I was in cubs um, all the way through to scouts i 've got all of those i 've got all of my little athletics ribbons um, and little um, certificates that I got i 've got my um, my Oz kick—it wasn't Oz kick. It was called Little League back then. Big M Little League. I've got all my Big M Little League certificates when I could kick fifteen meters or hand pass left and right. I've got all of those certificates still, uh, just in case I need them. Then I opened up this little <laughs> blue box. I've got this blue box that my mum said to me, Damien, can you please take this from me? I said, I'd love to, mum. and so I took it and I took the lid off it there's my raggedy Andy doll that I had when I was a (laughs) tiny little boy that I just learned to walk it's still there Amber goes do you need it I go I can't chuck it out how do you chuck chuck that out how do you chuck
0: that out I can't chuck it out Right. and then I look in there
1: and I've got my footy under 12s uh, footy trophies I've got my cricket trophies I've got my medals (laughs) Amber goes do you need it I go it's going straight to the pool room we're about to renovate and build a whole new house right and there's no pool room. So I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know where I'm going to put everything because I always thought I'd have a pool room, I think. And and I can't put it in my study because it it's clutter, right? So at some point, I'm going to have to chuck some stuff out. But I have a lot of stuff that I've kept and I've taken through the storage and I've got everything. So, wow. There's
0: a lot of people that are really loving this because it's giving them the permission to out themselves as fellow <laughs> trophy collectors. What I want to know... Because this is what the chucker generally likes to suggest. Uh, has, has it been suggested to you, Demo, that you take a photo of your trophies and then you throw them out? This is the chucker's suggestion to the hoarder. Take a photo of the thing and then throw it away. And a hoarder cannot stand it because they understand the idea, but they do not want the reality of actually having to throw that thing out.
1: Let me tell you something else. So today, today I'm really going to struggle to answer that question. <laughs> uh, today, there was a notification on Twitter that said, um, this day in 2003, um, where were you when England won the World Cup rugby, right? Yep. Well, I know where I was. I was at my 30th birthday, and I bought for myself a Wallabies jersey. I didn't. You know, I didn't know anything about rugby at that point in time. I bought myself a Wallabies jersey. It was Wallabies versus England um, in the World Cup. My mate Ben um, barracks for England, and we were at the Metropole in in St Kilda, and we watched the rugby on my thirtieth birthday. I still have that rugby jersey, and I've worn it once. <laughs> I've only worn it once. That's eighteen years ago, right? That's eighteen years ago. There's something wrong with me. The other thing is. In 1992, I bought a Country Road jumper from Meyer in Geelong. I'd just started dating a girl, Denise, and Denise worked in Country Road, and she said, if you want to buy a jumper, I can give you 30% off. So I went down to Country Road, and I bought this jumper. It was a gray jumper, turtleneck, so warm, so good. I think I paid $89 for it on study. I was on Study. And $89 is a lot of money for a Country Road jumper back in those days, especially when you're first year uni. It's about
0: 400 bucks.
1: Today, Wait, that's like that is like cashmere. I tell yeah. you, and so I, I, I still have that jumper. I've still got that <laughs> jumper. It's, it's now my fishing jumper, and it's
0: in my jumpers drawer. I
1: think I've got a problem.
0: You know, I've there'd be a, a lot, lot of people, people that are, you know, on the enviro front that are like, it's better, demo, that you're using that jumper forty years after you bought it, or thirty years or whatever it was. And what I'm loving, demo is that this seems very cathartic for you. You know the details of some of these items down to the day, the date, the amount, the people involved, the location. You don't want to throw this part of your life out, Domo. This would be very, this would be scarring. The wounds, I think, might be too big to patch up. I think it's important that you hold on to this. And don't succumb to any pressure. To
1: yes, Chuck. And I can see, I can, I can feel Summer Daily right now rolling around and <laughs> writhing, getting, waiting to type something to me that says I'm ridiculous. Well, Peter Lennon like says,
0: MP, don't let Damo off the hook. He has a problem. <laughs> no, this is a, the, if this is the biggest problem in your life, Damo, then then carry on. Nothing to see here. <laughs> yep. Oh, summer. Yep, she does. <laughs> but yeah, she's practicing restraint. Before. She's practicing I restraint. I, um, I reckon. Well, yeah, Go on. I reckon so, we need to wrap it up. But I think this is something that we could we could continue on for a long time.
1: I've done Marie Kondo, and I have got. I can get rid of clothes most of the time. You give most them
0: to me. The you give them to I me.
1: One in, one out. Yeah, I can do one in, one out. I can do that sort of thing or I'll keep a whole bunch of shirts knowing that I'm going to catch up with PC. Um, i I actually kept all of my nightclub clothes from 1992, 93, 94, all of them in a billabong bag that I bought at the Torquay billabong shop um, that just opened up, um, you know, back when you, you could go there and it was just one shop, you know, it's in Jan sort of that area. Right. And so I bought that at the outlet store next door And it cost me $15. And I put all of my clothes in there and I kept them just in case one day I had a boy that might want to wear these clothes when they come back into fashion. And so because I thought that that would be a cool thing to do. And lo and behold, I gave all those clothes to Jackson and he chucked them all out. He didn't even wear them. And so so here I am. I've held on to all these clothes since 1992. He goes, Dad, I don't really want to wear them. (laughs) <laughs> he didn't get it
0: from me, it from me. <laughs> huh? oh Damo I don't know what to say that must be a hoarder's worst nightmare when you gift someone something you've been holding on to for so long and then they just dispose of it
1: yeah. I've got so much stuff I've got so much stuff <laughs> anyway. oh, dear. Pete I listened to the minimalists for the first time I listened to their podcast and, and I I couldn't make it all the way through the first
0: one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is too good! This is too good! Um, uh, yeah, no, yeah. I reckon this is a born not made thing. I don't think you can go from a hoarder to a chucker. You, oh, I could say maybe you can go from a chucker to a hoarder, but no, I don't even think you could. I don't think this is a born not made. Uh, this is a um, this is a uh, what's the word? This is almost genetic. I'm definitely my dad. It's it's
1: nature, not nurture. Yeah.
0: Nature, not nurture. Yeah. 100%. Which means, folks, take all the pressure off. Uh, Be a victim to the parent that enslaved you in this behavior. And (laughs) a victim.
1: (laughs) Dad reckons that he holds everything, right? Dad said there, but I reckon my mum does. So I'm doomed. Like I've got it from both of them. So that's what it is. Wilma reckon. Wilma. disagrees
0: yeah no that's okay Uh, we're being we're being a little bit tongue-in-cheeky all i want to say is uh as much as this is a longevity podcast if anyone wants to um take this too seriously you can but we don't think that uh damo's hoarding is taking years off his life uh there might be instances where there are people out there that hoard all the wrong things for their entire life like um uh dockets and uh wrappings and uh envelopes and uh, what other, you know, and things. And then they get a little bit crazy, but I think there's nothing wrong. Actually, I'll give you a story, Damon, that'll make you feel good. The late Eddie JQ, uh, the late yes. great Eddie JQ, if you uh, would see Eddie for a lunch, he would pull out a, a, a white envelope of photos, like what we would call, like, you know, a brag album, like when grandparents have a a, a new grandchild and they'll pull out those albums. Well, he'll just pull out a white envelope with photos and some of those photos are so old um, and he would use them to tell a story and the thing is he didn't need to use them and he didn't actually need the photos but there was a sentimentality to everything that he had and in my mind, it doesn't matter how much stuff you have, it's actually how much sentimental value does that stuff hold for you. And I'm quite serious about this. What anyone else thinks of what you hold onto as sentimental is not important. It's actually what you hold and what sentiment you hold towards the stuff that you hold. Um, And the word sentiment uh, is the most important in all of that. And I think, Domo, everything that you've just said, if anyone could dare tell you to chuck any of that stuff out, uh, they don't have a heart. Because you have a great story for every single story that you just, for every single thing that you just spoke about. Um, and I love the recall that you have for them, particularly the dollar amounts and the years. I mean, not the 1980s. It was like 1982 and it was $15 (laughs) and it was at this shop in Janjuk. And you even know the brand of the bag that your old nightclub clothes were in. You know, it was in a billabong bag. I mean, you know, that's amazing.
1: Yeah. I can tell you everything. I actually have a, a ruler that my grandmother and grandfather gave me. They bought it back from Hobart when they went to Tasmania in like 1982 I think it was, and they went to the casino in Hobart and I got a ruler from them and I've kept it. I've got that ruler. That's from Nana and Papa. And and I've got I've got so much. I've got a green recorder because it was the only green recording like the, you know the recorder thingo they were deploying. I got the green one, right? Because I think it was free. But, you know, I kept it, you know, so I've got that because I can't get live it. So anyway, but what I want to say is that you can hang on to stuff and you can hang on to shit. And I see this sentimentality as stuff because I love it, right? And it brings back a lot of happiness and good feelings and joy. But if you hang on to shit – that gives you bad feelings and resentment and turmoil, then I think that that's a different experience and that's the stuff that you've got to get rid of. Mm. So there's a difference there, and I thank you, PC, for bringing that to my attention, is that this brings me joy, bringing, talking about it. Um, but if I was talking about things that I hang on to that detract from my health and well-being and don't bring me happiness or joy, like if I was hanging on to stuff, then that that would most certainly shorten my lifespan. I'm sure of it. Yeah, like know, broken say, broken printers,
0: broken. broken printers, or broken things that oh, don't no, work. No, no, and, no. Like
1: baggage, emotional baggage, yeah. or whatever else, or you know, heartbreaking stuff or whatever else. But and so if we go back to their great late great Eddie Jaku, If he didn't forgive and then forget, and all that sort of, you know, if he brought with him all of the bad feelings and ill mm. feelings of the Nazis, yes. and all that sort of stuff. That might have shortened his lifespan, you know.
0: Now, there's a couple of comments here that I have to raise because I do disagree with them. Um, Summer and Pete, who I I think Pete's a chucker. He's a chucker.
1: He's a reformed order.
0: Okay, so so he said, look, um, well, some have said, you know those memories are in your head, right? And that's what will last. And then Peter said, some of that spot on, the memories don't go. And I agree the memories don't go, but the physical thing is a trigger or an anchor that sparks the memory. And when you remove that, then yes, the memory is still there. But the recall of the memory, like when is that memory going to come up or activate if you don't actually have it physically there so if you get rid of the country road jumper then sure it's not as if you're going to forget about it but when are you actually going to recall it because it's not going to come up anywhere else i mean i saw i saw an 11 year old in a country road jumper the other day and it took me back to my childhood instantly because i haven't seen them forever and I was like, oh, mm-hmm. country road, jump! I haven't seen them for years. I used to wear them all the time. <laughs> la, 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 la. But I wouldn't have had that thought or feeling or emotion if it didn't appear. So, whilst I agree the memories don't go, uh, I think having triggers it's why we put family photos on the hallway, like um, because we like the trigger of those certain people. Um, we like to be yeah. So I just think that's a, that's an important clarification uh, in 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 my humble opinion. Um, of course, the memories don't go. All right, we're going to wrap it up because we keep on going. Damo, thank you for sharing. Yeah. I think I think we've loved it. I dare say the Chuckers may have found this episode a little bit triggering, for want of a better term, because they would have been disagreeing with some things that you've been keeping. But Damo, from one sentimental hoarder to another, thank you for sharing.
1: Should I share one more thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: You're such yeah. a hoarder. You're hoarding this podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> one more. Well,
1: the reason why, because... Pete just said, if you've ever had a beer with your mates, you know the memories never go. Then Jeanette McCubrey, I love her to bits. I, her, she she, and I and her husband, Andy, uh, were great friends and are still great friends, um, but we just don't see each other. But we went to university together, and they were with me when I bought that billabong bag in Torquay in Janjak, right? Now, I also bought a wetsuit. At that same time, I bought a wetsuit. And I still have that wetsuit. I still have that wetsuit and I bought a Rashi and I still have that Rashi. I bought it all at the same time. How much did you
0: pay for them? Hair. How much How much was the wetsuit? How much was the Rashi?
1: The Rashi was $75 and the wetsuit on special half price, $115.
0: <laughs> You're not making that up, <laughs> eh? you? are not making that up. You are no. spot on. Oh my gosh, you remember? Oh my gosh. That's next level. I've learned so much about you today. Three thousand stickers, like only a retentive memory with how much you bought things for, like thirty years ago. Like yeah, this is
1: than that, Better
0: than that. Oh, sorry, yeah. sorry. Forty, you, forty-four years. <laughs> Do you remember things you <laughs> got when you were four at the milk bar? Oh my gosh, like,
1: Jeanette, Jeanette remembers it. So,
0: Jeanette
1: <laughs> remembers it. I
0: oh, love it. It's oh dear. All right. right, this is too good. Right. <laughs> we might have to continue this on another day. Uh, yeah. thanks again for sharing. For more about Demos, uh, Sentimental hoarding exploits, go over to christoph.com He's written a book about the whole experience. It's called My <laughs> Experiences as a Sentimental Hoarder, My Life as a Sentimental Hoarder, um, how you can declutter your unsentimental hoarding in 21 days. Uh, for myself, head on over to MarcusPierce.com.au. And to everyone who is part of our 100 Not Out community, thank you for your support. We'll see you on episode 455 next week. Until then, may the rest of your life be the best of your life.